Hello, and welcome to Quick Charge. I'm Mikey G, and it's Saturday, November 11th. While electric vehicles sold in the USA will all soon have the Tesla-made NACS connector and access to the Tesla network, we now have a new challenger. There's a country called China in which the first domino has already fallen. General Motors' joint venture in the country called SAIC-GM has announced a partnership with Tesla to gain access to its EV charging network. Starting at the end of this year, Cadillac and Buick EV owners in China will gain access to over 200 Tesla charging stations that are up and available so far in the mainland. And this doesn't include the NACS connector, but it does at least have access to the network. Now, will this cause the rest of the companies to follow suit like it did in the USA? Well, it's not quite as likely. General Motors doesn't have the same kind of market share, and likewise, Tesla doesn't have over 10 years of charger installations. As a matter of fact, in addition to Tesla, General Motors Joint Venture has already partnered with six other EV charging operators in China. But at least I can dream, right? Bad news for autonomous tech company Cruise. General Motors' driverless car subsidy has announced a round of layoffs this week, with the CEO, Kyle Vaught, reportedly telling employees this in an all-hands meeting. Plus, investigations have dredged up concerns that the software's algorithm has trouble detecting children. Now, just weeks ago, Cruise vehicle was hit by a human driver, and the car wound up dragging a pedestrian about 20 feet after the forced collision. This incident, and also when Cruise was intentionally hiding information from the authorities, that had their autonomous permission revoked in quick fashion. Now, the layoffs are understandable on account of the lowered scope of operations. However, according to internal safety documents reviewed by The Intercept, quote, Cruise AVs may not exercise additional care around children. Now, while this does sound incriminating, Eric Mosen, the Cruise Director of Communications, notes that no driver, or other human or robot, can reach 100%, and that, quote, the risk of the potential collision with a child could occur once every 300 million miles at fleet driving, which we have since improved upon. There have been no on-road collisions with children. A Tesla Cybertruck was spotted climbing stairs off-road, and it gave us our best look at the pickup's ground clearance. The site is Hollister Hills State Vehicle Recreation Area in California, and the climb gave us a perfect look at the undercarriage in action. Presumably, it's in the highest suspension setting. Tesla does claim that the Cybertruck's air suspension can enable lowering and raising by 4 inches in either direction. In the video, the prototype seems to have issues, but it was noted by the poster that the driver apparently came to a stop intentionally, losing momentum in the process. For the second time this week, Volkswagen is halting production for some of its most popular electric cars. Volkswagen extended its production pause to a second plant in Germany, impacting the ID4 and the ID7. Production lines at Volkswagen's recently upgraded Emden plant were at a standstill on Thursday. Now, due to waning orders, the automaker cut around 300 employees from their Dresden plant towards the end of October. This site also halted ID3 production earlier this year. The news comes amid a lack of electric motors for the ID4 and ID7. Volkswagen plans to extend the production stop into Monday and Friday. Volkswagen already planned to shut down a production line for the holidays, citing low demand. EV maker Canoe unveiled its latest model, the American Bulldog electric pickup. The EV pickup is a derivative of the Screaming Eagle, which was a model that was delivered to the U.S. Army in 2022 for testing. 
Now there isn't much to know in terms of specifications for this model, as Canoe only released some marketing fluff and some short videos. The company says that the electric pickup, quote, performs like a battleship with a strong and rugged design. They compare the vehicle's strength and determination to American workers, reminiscent of a Chevy Silverado or Ford F-150 advertisement. Sounds great to me, but like other EV startups, Canoe is facing severe financial pressure. The company has repeatedly doubted their ability to continue operations in the last few years, and they lost $161.6 million through the first half of this year with no revenue generated. Their production plan requires significant funding, and Canoe had about $5 million in cash and equivalents by the end of June. Canoe is only now beginning to generate revenue from their first deliveries to the U.S. government, and if they can survive, then the company expects to benefit from their Made in America strategy. You know, I can't think of another electric automaker that makes their cars in America. Maybe I can. Hold on, let me think. Can you think of any American electric car company? I can't think of one, not even one. Are there any? No, I, I can't think of any. Volvo Group has won an auction for Proterra's battery business with a bid of $210 million. Proterra combined battery and bus production at their South Carolina facility alongside job cuts to cut the costs. But supply chain and funding problems led to the company filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy back in August. By acquiring the Proterra-powered business unit, Volvo is expected to gain a development center for battery modules and packs in California, and also their assembly in South Carolina. In today's community comment found on YouTube, I think that my tongue-in-cheek jokes about American life fell flat on some of the viewership. In all reality, I wish that we would adopt the metric system, and with globalization continuing its march, it'll probably be inevitable. The imperial system doesn't have much to hold on to by way of practicality. Once I heard an old war veteran tell me that our measurement system is a defense mechanism against enemy forces or invasion, but my thought is that if the enemy is already trotting on our streets, it's a little late to try and say that our speed limit signs are some sort of passive confusion device. Something that may fly over the heads of some of the viewers from outside America is the old 45 ACP versus 9mm debate, which describes two different sized bullets. Older generations, and especially veterans, would argue, until the sun came out, that the larger 45 ACP was the reason that America won two world wars, and the weak 9mm is made for socialists and women. So yeah, that particular American sentiment is gone, but I will tell you a funny story. A long time ago at scout camp, I was shooting a 22, and a buddy of mine, who was also very young, he said that 22 was too weak and wouldn't hurt anybody. I told him to go stand over there by that hanging piece of paper. And he was very wise and didn't do it and never argued again. Thanks for watching Quick Charge. I'm Mikey G, and I hope you have a great day.